Come with me and you'll be in a world of cinematic adventures. Welcome back to Cinematic Adventures. This week, my guest is Jeffrey Bryan. Hi, Jeff. Hey, how you doing? I am doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm good. Awesome. This week, we are talking The Karate Kid and, by extension, the series Cobra Kai, which you want to just jump into Cobra Kai and talk about that, and then we can go back and talk about Karate Kid? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you probably want to mention that I have a connection to Karate Kid 1. See, um, I was going to let that be like a surprise. Oh, I got screwed you it. up, didn't I? Okay. All right. <laughs> I was like, like, who's Jeff Fishman? Who cares, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna be like, like, let you start talking about it, and then be like, oh, well, you would know, and then like lean into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you gotta, you gotta. Okay, you're, 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 <laughs> I see what you're doing here. <laughs> well, yeah, we could talk about Cobra Kai. It's, uh, it's, you know, people are loving it. That's one thing, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so it's a good series, but I noticed a couple of things that I just like. It's good, but it's definitely not great. You know, um, I, I, I think I can kind of, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of Karate Kid 1, obviously. But <laughs> yeah. what's nice about, let, let, let's, let's, let's start positives here. Okay. What's nice about Cobra Kai is that there's a lot of unanswered questions with regard to um, how they left that tournament in 1985, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know why why was why was uh Johnny you know the way he was whatever happened to Daniel LaRusso etc and so th- i think they were really really good at picking up 36 years later where they left kind of where they left off i think it answered a lot of questions for people and i think that was its most enduring feature at the beginning mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people may have overlooked the fact that you know some of it was hard to you know, poetic license, a lot of things. There's a lot of, you know, come on, you know, there's, there's things that happen in Cobra Kai that aren't really realistic, but, um, yeah. but they're entertaining nonetheless. But, the, but I think they, like I said, I think they touched on the important thing, which was they didn't just start a new story or, or make stuff up. They really pulled from, from the original episode and, or the original movie. And I think that was, the best they're you know the greatest thing they could have done which is you know why why i think so many people were interested so that's yeah, a positive thing i agree i also think a positive is they got the characters of johnny and um i always want to call him ralph every time i see ralph macchio <laughs> i want to call him ralph macchio um, <laughs> daniel larusso daniel <laughs> i i want every time i go to say like i can't think daniel i just think ralph like he's ralph yeah. macchio anyway um I, I think they got their characters their characters down like from the movie right from, um so like they're in the way they make decisions and things you can tell with Danny, he's more mature and he's an adult now and he's, you know, he's gone through some experiences. He has his own, you know, he has yeah. kids and everything, but he's still at heart that impulsive hothead that was in the first movie. He still exactly. like does stupid things and his wife has to kind of rein him back in. And then he's like, oh yeah. You know? Right, right. Yeah. They've maintained the original characters or the original character of the original characters, mm-hmm. which, which is, um, you know, that, 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 you know, you commend them on that. That's great. What's interesting that I find most interesting about, about Cobra Kai is 
there's always been this long-standing feud about whether or not Daniel was not as good as they made out him to be. Meaning, sure, he got picked on. And sure, that was what the movie was about, is about bullying. And so I think that, you know, they've they accomplished that. But, you know, the, the possibly illegal crane kick at the end and and was was Johnny really such a bad guy? He ended up shaking his hand and telling him he deserved it at the end. So a lot of people through the years had these, you know, kind of mythical fantasies about Johnny actually being the good guy, <laughs> you know, and it's interesting because you wake up on the first episode 36 years later with with him and you find out that things didn't go so well for him, even though he was, you know, most popular kid in school, had everything going from from the outside. But on mm -hmm. the inside, he had a lot of issues with his family. And you get to see these things that you can't explore in a 90 minute movie. And right. um, and was Ralph really such a great kid? And it turns out that, you know. No. Car salesman, a little <laughs> bit of a, a fast talker, you uh -huh. know, um, kind of ended up using karate more of a way to make money than than what it was originally supposed to be designed for, you know. Um, and so you see these characters almost switching, taking different roles. Yeah. How life and, and I just think that that mimics life in a lot of ways. I mean, you go to you go to school with kids and then 20 years later, you know, you they're they're not who you expected them to be because life is life is life and uh so that that i find very very real about that and it's actually really interesting and i you know i gotta i gotta say william zapka is gets an opportunity to flex some acting muscles which he um which he probably really deserved you know he you haven't seen him in a lot and uh i know he's always been connected to um directing and doing some videos and some other things and throughout the years and he's always stayed connected to the karate kid thing but it's nice to see that these characters get a chance to um get a little more depth than you would see you know yeah um speaking of them switching places in the beginning they were exactly switched because the beginning of cobra kai because uh -huh. in the karate kid daniel was the poor kid he was the underdog. With, yeah, he and um, he was the poor kid who came into, you know, the rich society and didn't fit in. Yeah. And now Danny owns multiple car dealerships. Right. And, and a, his a kids, successful businessman, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I like the dichotomy of the fact that like not just between he and Johnny, but now he's raising Johnny. Oh, yeah. That whole that whole that whole switch. Yeah, is is crazy. It's like, you know, you know, you, you, you ever grow up and your, your parents would say to you, I hope you have kids someday. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happened to him. You know, he ended up raising a Johnny. Yeah, because I would say, like, even though his daughter is like, you know, all kind and sweet and blah, 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 which I mean, how kind and sweet can she be? She participated in the hit and run. But yeah, um, yeah you know. I know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of gray areas in these these characters. Yeah. Uh, but with her, um, with the, the son, his son is essentially like a Johnny. Yeah. Like that, that scene at the table in, um, in season one, when they were, um, when Johnny was invited and the wife was like, come inside and eat breakfast. And Johnny was sitting there and, uh, and Danny was talking to his wife and the son walks around the corner and he's like, 
you better be glad my dad didn't kick your ass. <laughs> I was like, you, how is that any different than when Johnny was a kid? You yeah, know? that's, that's, that's just, yeah, exactly. But, I, but going back, I think more importantly, you know, the, the, the heart and soul, or I should say the, 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 what really is a, the karate kid was really Pat Morita's, well, I should say um, Mr. Miyagi's style of karate and mm-hmm. isn't about fighting. It's it's about strength, inner strength, and inner 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 uh, confidence and self esteem, and you know the fact that Ralph grows up and doesn't get the message, yeah, is kind of alarming. It's, and 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 the person that needs the person that actually learns it is the one that was being taught. You know, it's a used for just aggressiveness, which was you know the the Cobra Kai. So. Yep. You know, it's it's a complete, complete switch. I mean, you know, there's no way if you didn't watch, if you never knew what Karate Kid was and you just started with Cobra Kai, there's no way you're rooting for uh, for Ralph Macchio's character. There's exactly. No exactly. You know? Yeah. The it, underdog now is Johnny. Speaking of rooting for from the beginning of this, the very beginning of this has us rooting for essentially rooting for Diaz. He's the kid. He, they set it up exactly like the Karate Kid, where Diaz is the underdog. He got bullied, and he ends up going to a martial artist, and he begs him to teach him. The, mm-hmm. the martial artist is the reluctant teacher. He sees the kid needs help, and he decides to help him. Right. And then you get to the tournament at the end, and he wins. And I'm like, okay, so this kid is like a karate kid. Well, no, because in the last episode of the first season, they pull a complete switch, and suddenly he's the bad guy. And I'm like, wait, what? Well, because we have to have Miyagi as, you know, uh, Mr. Miyagi's dojo, which well, is represented by, you know, by Daniel. Yeah. He's, that's got to be, we got to root for him. Like, but why? Because the kid that represents that dojo was mm-hmm. an asshole. Like the reason why <laughs> why Danny wasn't talking to him was yeah. because not only he lied to him, but because from the whole start, this kid was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go work for this guy, and I'm gonna do martial. I'm gonna train martial arts with them because it would piss my dad off." It was a ruse. I was yeah. It, it, it was, was and then when he's found out, he's like, "No, no, I didn't mean." That's exactly what you did. You spent four episodes talking yeah, but, about that. But here's the <laughs> key. Yeah, that's true. And you know, you're gonna have people that are gonna look at that and and react the way you just did. But what's interesting is if you if you keep in mind that a lot of these characters are still being influenced by Mr. Miyagi. And mm-hmm. it's the fact that they forget who they are. You know, they forget where that comes because Daniel, I mean, Daniel's character knows very well. He has, he, he's forgotten. He's forgotten what, mm-hmm. what he was taught. He, that's why the, he, that's why there's this constant looking at pictures of his former, uh, you know, um, you know, the former teacher, because He's he's obviously he's he's passed away, so he can't be there. But the point, but that's not, not really the reason. The reason is is because he forgets who he is, and so you know that's really it, it's kind of a, an overarching theme throughout the whole thing. You can be you can make mistakes, and you can have problems, and you can be uh, a f- a flawed individual as we all are in one way or another, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so it's given. I mean, it makes for great drama. And it also yeah. makes for um, a little bit of a realism that, uh, you know, because nobody's really all bad or all good. Right. Like they are in 
quote the movies yeah. <laughs> you know so they, they've re there's no way they could have explored that in a film and that's why the the youtube uh route that they went is was brilliant because they were able to take as many episodes as they needed to to explore that and right. um you know that I'm, creates a whole what i'm sorry i i agree with you on the robbie aspect but i still think they didn't do diaz the proper justice because at least in the first season um mm. because again like he this entire time he's not only you know the he starts out as the underdog and He's the good kid and everything. And even when his teacher's crazy, he's the one who kind of grounds the teacher and like brings him back to, you know, reality. Yeah. yeah. But then all of a sudden in the last episode, he's super aggressive, dude. And all of a sudden he's Johnny from the first movie. But that was never part of his character. Like the whole time he was fighting. Yeah. It was being... kind of thrust upon you. Like yeah. all of a sudden, where did this come from? Exactly. It did feel, did feel a little out of character. And yeah, and then the next movie poorly then, thought through, you know. Exactly. And then the next the next uh episode, like the first episode of season two, he's back to where he was, but then like the slightest provocation, and all of a sudden he's Johnny again. And I'm like, it doesn't yeah. people don't work like it doesn't work that way. You don't just become you don't automatically become your teacher because you get pissed off. Like it it right. doesn't especially when they had shown him earlier in you know different circumstances and when he's pressed he's the good kid he's not gonna beat you up well but then all of a sudden because it's you know because of convenience yeah. he is he, he becomes well, that for the plot i don't know i'm not in the room while they're writing this neither are you so it's hard right. to say but my theory is i want to take a wacky stab at this is i think that they started out with what we just described which was they kind of were flipped and mm -hmm. the people that were the, the characters that were um, opposite of what they, what you thought they were. And, and that was intentional, but it does seem like they've kind of changed, changed the structure a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? It's now, they've now kind of flipped it and it's like, well, any one of these people can be good or bad at any moment, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I don't know if they're doing that because that just is, it, it makes it, makes it more interesting for them to just keep writing different ideas and different ways that they can, you know, stretch the plots. I mean, cause after a while you're going to run out of, you know, you win a tournament, you move on. I mean, it, that's how Karate Kid ended. We, we, we got to the point where Daniel got his, his, uh, justice and credit, roll credits, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, so with, with a series that's ongoing, it's a soap opera. They have to, that's exactly what it, I think it has to become in order for it to have longevity. You know, at least that's what I think they're trying to go for. I think the best thing they did for like, to keep it interesting at the end of season one was to bring the old coach back in because that like that, yeah. that's like dropping oil into a pond. Like, like that's going to change the composition. Martin Cove. Yeah. 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 He, uh, you know what I love about him? That that dude is not acting. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually scary. <laughs> that is the man. Let me tell you. And That's he was like that terrifying. on the set of Karate Kid. He was. He hasn't changed. In fact, you know, aside from maybe slightly aging, the guy looks identical, and yeah. it's amazing. I mean, he just he's he's a scary dude, and uh, he's really good at this part, which should 
bother everybody. It, it is terrifying. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like when you say he's not acting, I'm like, okay, yeah. that's scary. You know, when we were, um, <laughs> when we were shooting originally Karate Kid, um, there was uh, an air, you know, this, this uh, environment of fear that John Avildsen wanted to keep on the set. And it was not, it was intentional. Um, and so, you know, the guys that were the bullies, they were to be feared even when the cameras weren't rolling. Hmm. And, and so, uh, you know, um, Mar Martin Coves or John Kreese was, you know, he wasn't Martin Cove. He was John Kreese through the whole filming. And so you didn't know if this guy was just going to, you know, lurch out and, you know, punch in the face i mean he was he was just you know very very uh kind of poised to to go really nuts on you and uh that didn't stop when those cameras stopped so it was like oh boy yeah his okay. character is essentially a psychopath so i can't imagine I would say that, that would that be very comforting. yeah i would say that's a very good description yeah he's a psychopath and and you know uh it's interesting because johnny although johnny lawrence although he has had a tough life you know mm -hmm. things have not gone his way as uh, you know as they wanted us to see he recognizes that john crease is probably not good for him yes and probably not what he should be doing and he recognizes that and i i love that i love seeing that because it it uh it it sets up a, a lot of um very uncomfortable scenarios for not just the people that are being taught by him, but also the the relationship between Johnny Lawrence and John Kreese, which in the original Karate Kid, you know, th that was their mentor. That was their Mr. Miyagi. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not like that anymore. You know, he sees him as, you're, you're a messed up dude. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, I, got, a, I got as far as the episode where he... Um, he found out that he was homeless. <laughs> oh yeah. Where he like followed yeah. him. Right. And, and uh, you, you, he had a, he had sort of a soft spot in his heart for him and yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he, you know, the thing is, is Johnny, Johnny has developed in a way that Mr. Miyagi would have been proud ultimately and probably disappointed in Daniel because of his um, ability to be more sensitive to the needs of people, even when you're not sure you like them. You know, I, that does make you wonder because, you know, there was that scene, I think it was the first one when, uh, when Johnny and Daniel are sitting at the bar and they realized that they had very similar stories that both of them lost their fathers and they were looking yeah. for father figures in these martial oh, yeah. arts mentors. So it makes you wonder if Johnny had had Mr. Miyagi as a mentor, what would he have been? What would his life have looked like? You wonder. Yeah. Well, what's interesting that you bring up a good point because you can, I think there's a takeaway there and I don't, I think it, it was, you know, purposely put there is that you could, you can grow up uh, with the right teachings and you can stray from that and mm -hmm. and fall prey to things that are are you know not what you had learned which is what happened to daniel um or you know or you can have you can you can go through trials and tribulations and really have a lot of bad uh you know things that have occurred to you and you can learn from that so 
they give you sort of this, you know, it, it's, it's, it's your, it's up to you to decide how you want to take the teachings and, and, and grow with them or not. And it is an interesting point that you wonder, it, yeah, it, who knows? I mean, maybe it may be possible to assume that Daniel LaRusso was, uh, ever since he won that tournament, um, it, it, you, can, you can argue that his confidence was so high, his self-esteem was so good that he, he kind of just started to be able to uh, pretty much get everything he set out to do and, and, and became successful in, in ways that maybe he wouldn't have had he had a little bit more humble situation. And um, again, he forgot. That's what I take away from it. He just forgot who he was. Yeah, I also liked in um, in the series Cobra Kai how even though actual Cobra Kai, like the original Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. was like too harsh and, you know, the instructor was definitely a douchebag. And this one, I mean, he's not the greatest instructor, but I like how they show like, yeah, but some people need that, you know, because like yeah. with the with. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. What's his name? Um uh, I think it was Dimitri. Yeah, the weasel kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's the name. Yeah, he definitely would have benefited staying there because. Right, right, but little... but but it was interesting to see with Dimitri that you know just a tweak in the teachings caused him to go in a completely different direction. You know. Yeah. Like you know, he went to the dark side big time. Oh and, wait, is uh, Dimitri Hawk? Yeah, is that oh, what you're okay. talking about? Are no, talking I was about... talking. I was talking about his friend who. No, like... Hawk is Hawk is Hawk. Dimitri's Dimitri. Is Dimitri Dimitri the one like the nerdy Dimitri kid? Dimitri is who's, like, Hawk's friend. Everybody? That's who I thought you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's what friend. I'm talking about. That's that's yeah, what I'm talking he, about. He yeah. was sort of like his his kind of you know shy kind of dweeby friend that didn't want Hawk to become. Yeah, good. He didn't like what it was turning him into. That yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking. I and honestly so he think ended up he would have he benefited ended up being from taught staying. by uh from by, by uh, Daniel. Daniel, yeah, yeah. He went he went the Miyagi side, but he's also making a switch too. You know, he's become a lot more confident, a lot more stronger. But see, I personally think that he would have benefited a little better staying at Cobra Kai because he needed that kid, even though. He was, you know, weak and everything. He needed some humble pie because like I've, I've yeah. taken martial arts. There is no way you can talk to any instructor in martial arts the way that kid talked to any of them. And what he got, you, that's what you get. <laughs> when you, if you walk yeah. up to an instructor and you start telling him about him, he's going to punch you in the face. That's, right, that's right. just what happens. Yeah, you, you get what you come, what's you, coming to you. Exactly. And the fact that, like, Daniel just kept, like, trying to talk to him, and he was like, okay, I'm going to teach you now. And, like, every time he tried to say something, the kid was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Dude, come to any dojo. They're going to punch you, okay? You cannot yeah, right, backtalk right. your instructors right. like that. Here, here's a lesson on how to get punched. Exactly. So I think he would have. I think he would have benefited a little bit better from staying yeah. at Cobra Kai, just because they at least he at least would have been taught respect. Which I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that that um, that you know John Cleese was a good guy. He's certainly not. Um, but no, I see what you're saying. Some people can use a little bit of that that grittiness because they need it. Yeah. Um, but 
I, I don't know. I think in the end, though, the idea of what Mr. Miyagi was trying to teach was really ideal. Uh, it's just that I, I'm having, let, let, I'll just cut to it. For me, you know, I like Ralph. You know, he was great in The Karate Kid, but I, I sometimes have trouble um, with his character in this. I mean, you know, as far as as far as Johnny Johnny Lawrence Williams Apka, he's he's you know he's just amazing. He, I think he's doing a great job. I love you know it. I love honestly. Him. I think it's the writing because he has he has way better material to work with. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, he, they've, they've like, painted he's got Ralph more conflict in sort of a, and more. He's got inner conflict, not just physical conflict. Yeah, right. There's more dimension, whereas Daniel Larusso seems to be very one dimensional. Yeah, he's essentially just the a rich the guy who, know. once upon a time, he was—he's basically—he's basically that guy who, like, yeah, he like he threw the touchdown, the winning touchdown back in high school, and like right. never really moved on from that. That's right. the, that's Danny Larusso, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Like he yeah. he won a couple karate tournaments. Well, the only and, time that they the only time that they really kind of give him that layer of dimension is when he gets um a little uh nostalgic for mr miyagi exactly exactly but i'm not buying his relationship with his wife oh my god okay so you're not i'm, I'm not, not the only that. one the I'm whole time that. in season one i'm like why did he marry her she is <laughs> why like, did she marry him that's what i want to exactly, know for the money I mean, it starts I, I, out where like you assume she's just another like spoiled rich bitch, but then once yeah. she gets some nuance to her, you're like, oh no, she's right. actually a real character. She, like she's actually a better person than he is. Yeah, the only one that's like a paper, you know, a, a, a paper cutout, paper cutout is Daniel. Everyone else has like character. Yeah, you know, and uh, but I, yeah, I'm I have trouble when they when they're in a scene together. I'm just like uncomfortable. I'm like that. I don't know. I, I just not buying that they're that they're husband and wife. They don't have great chemistry with each other. No. You know what? Amazingly, he does uh not not Danny, but uh Johnny has good character good chemistry with Diaz's mom. Yeah, I know. I I mean, I'm telling you, man, William Zapka is just killing it. Or he's getting parts that are killing it, you know. I, there, he hasn't done anything that he's just he's just shining. This this whole I would I would watch it just to watch him. I think he's great in it. Yeah, he is. Um, but there are but, moments but, uh, when they no, focus I'm not, just on. You know, I'm not face. trying to just bag on. I'm not trying to bag just on Ralph, but you know, I, I'm just not buying the whole. You know, he's just like like we've just said. He's kind of one dimensional, and he's just sort of a caricature of what he used to be. And uh, I mean, you know, when, when back in Karate Kid, when he was pissed off and he threw the bike, and and uh, you know, he went to Mr. Miyagi to try to talk to him, and you know. Then Mr. Miyagi had a, a moment about his history a little bit. I mean, we never really got to explore Daniel's, you know, angst a little bit more and kind of where he mm -hmm. came from. We know nothing about his New York or New Jersey upbringing. Other than yeah, that, he was other than that from he's there. from New Jersey and his dad yeah. died when he was eight. I mean, don't know what his dad what, died of. We don't know nothing. And the thing is, is that we've had two seasons now. Why aren't they giving him a little bit more character? You know, let's put some meat on those bones. Yeah. Because we're going to end up hating this guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, not hard to do, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. 
So I, you know, I, I don't want to say too many disparaging things cause it's, you know, it's, it's, it's writing too. Um, maybe they have plans for, for that. I don't know, but they're, they're, they're kind of painting him into a corner where, you know, he's just a kind of a paper cut out one dimensional, you know, blast from the past, dude. But then again, yeah. this is called Cobra Kai. That's true. So yeah. it could, that could be the reason why the Cobra Kai characters are more drawn out. They're more right. round characters. You know, even so. I'd still like to see more depth from that character. Like yeah. I want to, you know, when, when he does stupid stuff, I'd like to feel like there's something underneath it that maybe, you know, maybe, maybe there's a, a reason for that. I mean, we get that with Johnny's character. We get it. They've spelled it out beautifully and he's acted right into it. Yeah. But with, with Daniel, I just watch him and I go like, I'm not buying the fact that he's a car salesman. I'm not buying the fact that he's married to this, this hot chick. I'm not, I'm not buying it. And what's up with one of his sons? Why is the whole fat joke thing? It's like, I'm done with that. Aren't you know what I'm talking about? And also there's no, we, they explore very well his relationship with his daughter, but I feel kind of like interstellar where like he just has a son. And no, every yeah, time son, he go, he totally tries agree. to talk to his son. His son is like, "No, I have the the instrument in front of me." And even like with the daughter, with the mom, the mom and daughter had a time like when she grounded her and she took the phone away. I feel like that was the most family interaction that we've seen from <laughs> his family, and like like that interaction with the mom and and the daughter was more than we see Daniel with his son at all. Because every time he's with the son, he's just like, hey, let's go yeah, do something. Yeah, and it's just his son rejecting him to play a game. Well, yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, but you're his father. You can take it away. <laughs> you, know? you can say, well, no, we're exactly. going outside. And, and, you know? also, and, and, and I'm not trying to, you know, fat shame anybody or be, you know, be insensitive. But, mm -hmm. you know, they've kind of made it a point that the kid is doesn't really care about going outside and playing. He just wants to play video games and he's cool with it. And he, he offers a little bit of sort of comedy relief here and there, but I mean, uh, he's, it seems like an, it seems like a, a, an old joke that just doesn't end. It's like, and there's no relationship. He's I, there I guess for complacent. He's there to show that Danny has become complacent. He has become, not only has he become complacent in his, it's like he got money and now he just let it go. But also, to me, it's kind of a parallel and that, yeah, he's got this, you know, he's got he shares karate with his daughter now. But this whole series is fathers and sons, right? It was it yeah. was it was Danny not having a father. So, he you know, went to I his mentor. totally agree with you. I personally think that they could have done it without him having a son and just having the daughter. It, exactly. It's totally interstellar all over again. It's like, it's, it's all yeah. about love. Uh, you had a son you didn't give a fuck about. <laughs> Did you just completely forget about him? You I wonder if other shit? people feel, I wonder if other people have noticed this because apparently you have, I know. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, and, and that to, it, to me, it's glaring because the entire thing is, like I said, like with Danny, like with the karate kid, it started out, Danny didn't have a father. So he found a father figure in Mr. Miyagi. Right. And then the same with with Johnny, his father, he didn't have a father. His stepfather was abusive. So he looked to John to be his you know, mentor. And now that they're adults and you see that Johnny wasn't a father to his son. So he's decided to mentor. He's decided to do the next best thing, which is mentor 
uh, with mentor Diaz, who doesn't have a father. And now his son is being mentored by Danny, but Danny has a son and his son is just laying around doing nothing like making jokes. Yeah. So what's with his relationship with his own son? I don't know. I, you know, that's, that's a big hole to me in the story. It's like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, I think, I think I could live without seeing uh, any scenes with him and his son, I wouldn't, wouldn't change anything for, for the story. Or if anything, yeah. they could have switched it so that instead of it being his daughter that was doing martial arts with him, it was his son. So you still have that father-son dynamic, and then you could have yeah. made the son be a daughter who's well, just yeah, too young think, to get into I think they were trying it. to be a little bit more sensitive to um, you know make, make it a little more even among the sexes. But here's the thing about that. People always talk about that. I'm a woman. I'm a black woman. (laughs) I did not watch Karate Kid and think, oh, that's not me. That's a bunch of white people. I have, like, as a black person, as a black woman, I have had to my entire life insert myself into into the character of someone that doesn't look like me. You don't have to look like me in order for me to identify with that person. Sure. Yeah. Well, we and I it's think just we like all, Star all, Wars. Like I don't identify with. Right. I don't identify with with um, with what's her name? The main character, uh, Daisy Ridley's character, Ray. I don't identify oh. with Ray because I'm not perfect. Right. I can identify uh. with Kylo Ren because I've had issues with my parents. Right. Well, I mean, you, you don't ha- see. I I don't. I agree with you. You don't have to look like somebody to be able to relate to their behavior. Exactly. They represent. Exactly. It's you know, all about. I think, and I I think, think the fact that I they, think they get that, caught up in that. Yeah, I think people that get caught up in in the superficial, they're the ones with the issues. Exactly. Um, and and we tend to do that in the society way too much. It's like you know, none of that is important. None of it, and it's just a useless waste of our time. It's. But, I think that representation is important, but the thing is, it's not about. It's it like representation is important, but. For me, it's more about. Well, I'm the talking about physicality representation. I mean, because right, it, you know, you, you close your eyes, uh, you know, it, it shouldn't matter what somebody looks like. Or, I mean, you know, I I suffered from uh, when I was when I was in school. I mean, I, I'm I'm short. I'm a small person. You know, I'm not really tall, uh-huh. and uh, you know, I was probably had my share of. Um, in you know of people trying to intimidate me or whatnot and 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 things i've had to go through especially you know in the industry um and you know it, it's just based on the way i look uh-huh. you know n- not who i am or what i do yeah so i don't know uh i don't know if that had anything to do with what you were trying to say <laughs> Well, what I'm saying is like when I think the like executives don't get it, people think, oh, yeah. if we have someone who looks like you, you can identify. No, identify with the characteristics. Well, that's, that's insulting, actually. It is. It is. Um, it happens in politics, too. Um, it's all about yeah. the substance. Uh, like perfect example, Star Wars, because I am non-contractually obligated to mention Star Wars every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Every single episode I bring up Star Wars. Um, oh God. <laughs> when you look at the original trilogy, when yeah. I watch that, I identify with multiple characters throughout the throughout the series. There are times when I identify with Luke. There are times when I see him as a whiny little shit, and I identify with Leia. Yeah. 
you know, and there are times when I right. identify with Lando. It it switches because it depends on, you know, depends on the situation, depends on what they're doing. But I never I never thought of it like I never looked at that and thought of myself as not being represented because it's it's the characterization. Meanwhile, right. you look at the sequel trilogy and the closest character that I can identify with in the sequel trilogy is Kylo Ren. Okay. Because characteristically, like Ray is perfect. I'm not perfect. I can't identify with that. It doesn't matter that she's female. I can't identify with that. Right. I all well, when you say you, perfect, you could you have, perfect. How do you mean perfect? She has like the further you go on in the series, like in The Force Awakens, she was much better. You can identify with her like fish out of water what's going on in mm. The Force Awakens. Um but then by the time you get to the end of The Force Awakens where she just knows the Force and oh. then she just becomes better and better and better at it, I'm like, whoa, whoa. Okay, Space Jesus, Anakin, <laughs> took 10 years but, to learn and he was well, still... But I don't think, but, but I don't think are, you, are you saying that it's, it's uh, insincere to, tr- to, to be able to relate to that or, or perhaps it's something to aspire to? I don't know. <laughs> How can you aspire to being perfect? To being the first time she tried can, to use a Jedi mind trick, she did it. I'm not suggesting that you can be perfect. I'm saying to aspire to be better. Or to being, at the, least, you know what? And I have no problem with aspiring to be better, but she does not because she is. Oh, you're perfect. saying she's just so unrealistic. Exactly. Like yeah. perfect example. Like the very first time we saw, <laughs> you know, well, right? It's a movie. Well, right, but I, this is a movie podcast. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> But like, Touché. think of it like the first time we see Luke use a Jedi mind trick, was it in his first movie? No. Let's see, no. Did we see no. him use one no, in the second had, movie? He had to learn. He had exactly. To, he had to no, that. it wasn't until the third movie when he used a Jedi mind trick. Right. Successfully. Meanwhile, the very first movie we see Rey, halfway through the movie, she learns that the Force is real. 20 minutes later, she's using a Jedi mind trick to escape. Yeah, that's a little unrealistic. But the thing is, and it works the first time, the yeah. first time. Remember when Luke was in um, on Hoth well, and he was yeah. trying to get his lightsaber, and he was like, like straining with the Force to try to pull it to him. Oh right, yeah, right. It, and then he didn't have the full strength. He didn't have that exactly. Didn't have it yet. And he's the son of Space Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, here comes this nobody who has no training. And yeah. immediately so actually, she it, pulls a lightsaber and it comes straight to her, it, even though another far more seasoned force veteran right. was pulled, was calling it to him. And so it, the, that lightsaber had had a tie to him. It was his grandfather and his uncle's lightsaber, but it went right past them. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, you know, it, you know I, this may be a little controversial to say, but I think that as the star Wars series has moved forward, Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that like with a grain of salt here. Um, <laughs> there's younger directors, younger writers, younger pe- you know people that have come to the series, mm-hmm. uh, to the you know. And and the thing is, is that I, I mean, if you look around and you look at all the Marvel movies, everybody wants to be a superhero. Nobody wants to just be human anymore. Um, I think they're trying to inject a little of that into the Star Wars thing, and being a superhuman. Being a superhero? A little bit. I mean, just being able to think about having the Force and then being able to do it without having to go through the, the, the whole Jedi process. 
But the hardship is where we, the hardship is what we identify with. Look at Karate Kid to bring it back full circle. Why did we love the Karate Kid? Was it because he got that kick in and he was awesome? It was because we went through the pain with him of of getting bullied multiple right. times. Right. It's we, it's that it's the struggle that we identify it, with. It's and the underdog story. Wins, it's Rocky. It's the exactly. Same thing. Yeah. Exactly. So if you if you skip the struggle, we can't. What are we to identify with? Uh, no, you're missing my point. I agree with you. What I'm saying okay. is that it seems like. And I, I'm I'm saying this, you know, carefully because I, you know, I don't want to be completely misconstrued. I don't want to be too one-sided. But I, I uh-huh. kind of sometimes feel that this generation or the younger generation, you know, doesn't want to go through any of that stuff. They just want to go right to the superhero. And and, and uh, you know, I think that there's there's something to say about that. There's there's some character flaw missing there. You know, I mean, you, you can't I get, see what you're saying. I think. You can't get a beautiful picture without you, you. You need you need the pain to get to the, the other side. The, the exactly. universe. And this is exactly what the Star Wars was built on is balance. Yes. The whole thing is balance. You have yes. the light against the dark. It's not so much against each other. It's that one keeps the other in check. Exactly. And, and I think and, that's, and that's the, uh... how life is. I mean, that's that's what life is. And all these stories are kind of espousing the same kind of concept. So when when you see people leapfrog right into, you know, I'm perfect now, I just have to think about it, you know, not only has it become a character of itself, it's unrealistic, but I'm wondering if some of some of perhaps a younger generation is missing out on the reality of of life, you know, uh not, not quite not as patient anymore to, to go through the pain. They just want to get right to the, you know, you may have a point. I don't know about, maybe I'm looking too far into it, but, but so here's what I will say about superhero movies. I would say that with superhero movies, even though yes, they do ultimately have super strength. The reason why the MCU is so popular, I would say is because they're the best part. They're everything right about star Wars, the original star Wars trilogy. Like, They like every character, even if they don't have a an origin story, like with Uh Spider-Man, he just kind of jumps into the MCU. Right. He doesn't we don't see his origin in the MCU because, I mean, we don't need to. We've seen it a thousand times. But (laughs) but even so, like when he comes in, how does his first appearance in the MCU end? He ends up being sent home after being beaten by Captain America. Yeah. He still, it, you still yeah. have to, so the, you got to earn your justice, stripes. You know, exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And right. then, you know, in his own movie, like in, in his own movie, he had, it was the ultimate Luke story of like, which side, you know, there was even that shot where, you know, half of it is Spider-Man, half of it is Peter Parker. Because with mm-hmm. Peter Parker, like his whole thing is, which is he more, which one is the real him? Is it, is he Peter Parker or is he Spider-Man? And he always has to come to the to terms with he's both, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I think, I think um, Homecoming did that really well. But again, the reason why everybody liked that movie is the conflict between he and Vulture and the internal conflict that he had of, should I hang so, this up and just be a teenager right. or should I stay the superhero? So they're not so one-dimensional as I may have, um, may have depicted them. Right. But 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 the premise kind of turns me off sometimes, you know, it's just I don't know. I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people, but 
you know, I'm not a big fan of some of the Marvel movies. They just seem like they're the same thing over and over again. That You know what? That's I, I've heard that a lot. I'm a huge fan of the MCU. I'm probably I'm a bigger fan of Marvel tell. than I <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm a bigger fan of Marvel than I am of Star Wars. But I like I'm not I don't hate on people who don't like it because, they're you know, everybody well, can I, like whatever they want. I, I can appreciate it. I mean, there there are things about those movies that are remarkable, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not and not really every Marvel movie is gold. There's there's yeah. some shit in there, so I'm willing to. Yeah, agree. I'm sure. Yeah, willing to admit I, that. I just haven't really been drawn to that whole uh, genre for for whatever reason. I I tend as I've gotten older, and I'm not mm-hmm. old, but as ten as I've tended, as I've grown a little bit, I I tend to like real stories about real people. Um, mm-hmm. not that those people don't have real stories, but they're depicted in a way that are that are very. You know, that's very fantasy. And I don't know. Sure, but it see, seems- that's why I like the... I, that's why I really like the Captain America arc in the MCU, um, specifically Civil War. Because to me, the very thing that you don't like about m- most of the Marvel movies, that it nailed it. It did that perfectly. Mm. It was like, here is the internal conflict of a person who is superhuman. So it answers the question of like, if you had superhuman strength and superhuman speed and you were, you know, you were literally a super soldier, what is there, what is your internal conflict? Mm. And to me, the movie Civil War perfectly displayed that's his inter- and that's his internal conflict. That's why when people say like, that's oh, that was really Avengers 2.5. No, that was a Captain America movie because it was mm. all about yeah. his choice. What is he going to do? That's a good way to look at it. I, I didn't, you, you got me thinking now. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't think about it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm definitely an I, MCU advocate. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? I mean, you, you've watched Karate Kid mm-hmm. and you know, obviously you've seen Karate Kid, um, the movie, and now you've seen uh, quite a bit of the new Cobra Kai series. So yeah. do you, overall, do you think it's a uh, hit or miss for you? Uh, what Cobra Kai? Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Um, I am two and a half. I'm, I'm one and a half seasons in on Cobra Kai. Cause I didn't get to finish the second season. I'm like halfway through. Um, yeah. It's, it's good. It's the, I think the thing that is best going for it is the fact that the episodes are less than 30 minutes long, because if each episode was an hour long, I probably would have tuned it out. Um, but the fact that they're like so short, you're mm-hmm. like, as soon as you get into it, like as, it's, as soon it's over as you, before you have a chance to hate on it. <laughs> right. Pretty much. Like as soon as something happens that irritates you, it's like four minutes until the episode's over. So you're like, okay, you know, so you just, right. Right. It, it, it kind of like keeps you around. Um, so that's, that's one thing. I, I think they, they really knew their format. Um, the other thing is just like you said, I think that some of the characters are written really well, but some of them are completely been neglected. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some characters that have excellent chemistry and some don't like, um, you know, like pretty much Johnny has chemistry with almost everybody he comes in contact with. Like the conflict between he and Danny looks real. The chemistry between he and Diaz looks real chemistry between he and Diaz's mom, the conflict between he and his former mentor, like pretty much anytime he's on screen with somebody you feel like that's a real situation. You feel like yeah. you're actually watching this dude who's kind of down on his luck totally. going through his life, yada, yada. But then with Danny, like you said, it feels like he's, 
not necessarily that Ralph Macchio is phoning in his performance, but you just kind of no, feel like Danny yeah. is so he's he's like a step removed from reality. Like he's rich and he doesn't give a shit anymore. So he's just going to go live his rich life and he doesn't well, really think, care about things that happen about little people, you know? Well, to, to add to that, though, I, in respect to Daniel LaRusso, I think that they, at the beginning of the, the, the first season especially, they needed to, to, um, to separate the two and they needed to define a little bit what they were and what they weren't. Mm-hmm. But I, we're past that now. I mean, it's like he's yeah. not believable if it's continue if he if he continues to be this one dimensional, and it makes it exactly. almost seem like I could watch it without him. And also, okay, so that's you know how you up, say, right? <laughs> yeah, no, you you absolutely could again, which is why I'm like maybe that's by design because the series is called Cobra Kai, so it's kind of making me feel like they're intentionally yeah. doing this to like to force us to focus on the Cobra Kai aspect because. I feel like yeah. all of their attention is on them. Um, but Maybe. they still, that's why I was so taken aback by the end of the first uh, first season, because I feel like they almost wanted to have their cake and eat it too. Cause they were like, Oh, we're going to set this up. Oh, you didn't think we were going to disrespect Mr. Miyagi. Did you like, that's, it's kind of like they threw that in at the end and I'm like, right. okay, but that, no, yeah. if that's the situation, you should have had him go train with Daniel, but you didn't. So they we're on Cobra Kai now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. But I don't know what what the point. See, when I watch it, when I was when I was uh, when I discovered it, realized it was it was from episode to episode. I I really, of course, I come from a completely different point of view because because of the history I have. Mm-hmm. But I still was watching it with. I don't know. Maybe like I maybe I maybe I just described why is that because of my history, I saw it as a continuation of Karate Kid. I didn't think of the Cobra Kai uh, as being the focus, but if I pull myself away from that, I realize that that may actually be the case. But um, I can't imagine that they, that the um, producers would, would ignore. I mean, the whole point of this series was to pick up where they left off 30 something years later. So, yeah, but um, so to 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 just dive into just it being a, a Cobra Kai thing mm-hmm. seems a little odd to me, you know. But you might be right. I'm just saying it, it doesn't feel like. See, initially, I had the exact opposite thought that you did because you came into this like, okay, we're picking up from you know where the Karate Kid left off. Which first question I have is, do the sequels to the Karate Kid are they? real in this universe or are we ignoring them we're ignoring them okay <laughs> so, i certainly am wondering about <laughs> okay so i then, hated them when they came out and i hate them today okay there you go um and then the next question is so like well, the next point like you saw this as a continuation of the karate kid right yeah when i the first especially after that first episode where Danny was kind of, to me, he was a guest star. I didn't realize he was going to be a, a part of the series. That's I was actually watching this as if this is Cobra Kai. Like I, oh. to me, huh. this Maybe is a I series about Cobra Kai. <laughs> and it was the fact that the first person you see is Johnny. Is Johnny yeah. And then the whole entire first episode, re- actually the first season revolves around Johnny. He's the main character. And yeah, I guess you, you get could, to see you're like right. they could the have gone the other route. Yeah, yeah. So to me, like the the way I've been watching it, it's as if, yeah, it's thirty years later, but 
it's not it's as if karate kid 2 was like from johnny's perspective but instead of it being karate kid 2 it's just cobra kai and it's 30 years later that's what this felt like for me yeah and i was actually surprised when we saw danny larusso because i didn't think he was going to be in this or i thought he was going to have like a cameo early on yeah right i thought he was just going to be like a cameo like you saw his face on the billboard and that was it i didn't think he was very cool way to look at it i um yeah, that's really insi- in, 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 insightful, I think, because it, it would have worked that way. Had they not yeah. had Ralph on right away and maybe didn't, and just kind of, I mean, I, it's kind of a testament to, to Williams' acting skills and, and the fact that they've really developed his character and allowed him to really, you know, explore those layers. Um, you know, that's, that's what I'm tuning in for. And maybe that's intentional, yeah. you know. Yeah, I want like say. what I would like to see out of the series. If I watch, like, if I finish it, I don't know how many seasons are they approved for a third season. Do you know? Oh, well, what happened was they were so successful that they ended up making a, a huge deal on Netflix. They're on Netflix now. They're no longer YouTube, mm-hmm. and season one and two are being played so that they can get everybody up to speed. And then season three starts in January or February, and okay. then they're they're going to go on from there. So it should be interesting now that they have an, uh, a lot more money, uh-huh. uh, a bigger, you know, bigger production now. And they're the number one show on Netflix. Oh, it should gosh. be interesting yeah, to see I, where they that's take That's how this. I saw it. I saw it on Netflix. Um, so what I would like to see is. That means to you me, saw it like in the last three days. <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> that's why it's I didn't finish it. Two years. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't finish it. Cause I was, I binged watched the season one yesterday Oh wow! And I started. Uh, I got halfway through season two. <laughs> um, That's but, Netflix for you. Yeah. Um, but what I would like to see is because ultimately, when we watch things, it's all about relationships, right? So I would like to right. see Johnny be able to bridge the relationship with his son. And I would, if we could get some three-dimensional characters on the Larusso side. That'd be, like, that'd be helpful. Yeah, literally the only three-dimensional character that I can think of is the wife. Because the uh, daughter is like, still pretty much a one-trick pony. Yeah. She's yeah. all about I, I either liking the whole Diaz Arus- or, or the whole LaRusso gang is 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 a cutout, paper cutouts. Yeah. <laughs> That's why to me it would have been better if instead of there being this huge like back and forth between Johnny and Danny, if this if you kind of like took out Danny and it was more a focus on Johnny, I think it would be better. I think it would be definitely be um, more, uh, it would have more depth all the way through rather than a little bit of fluff here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm also not buying the, um, since we're going into that again, I'm not, I'm not buying the feud that Daniel has with Johnny anymore. The problem is it was, it like when they first when the, when they introduced them they you know Danny had let the feud go but Johnny was still kind of bitter and it's like but then again like the the problem it wasn't really he wasn't really bitter about that it was just that he was irritated and he realized that it was his daughter that you know was part of the hidden run and i feel like this entire series 
there are so many, there's a series of coincidences that have to happen and miscommunication that has to go along with those coincidences in order for there to, to for them to like renew the feud. And I'm like, just grow up and get over it. I'm like the wife, like get over it already. (laughs) It was 30 years ago. I fought. One of you lost, one of you won. Nobody cares anymore. You know, (laughs) no, what now what's interesting about what you just said is that under normal circumstances, that would be enough to be like, you know, that's enough. We don't need to see that. And then you probably just blow it off and the series would be over. Mm -hmm. But, but because they have this depth on the, on the Johnny, Johnny Lawrence side, that's far more interesting and far more worth tuning in for, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of, it kind of, I agree with you. It just, it just seems kind of fakey. Um, well, because when, it's like, w- as soon as they bury the hatchet, like they go out to a bar and you're like, okay, they're going to move on now. They're going to, they're going to be good because here's the thing. You, it, it kind of feels like the writers are a little lazy because you can have conflict without having to have the same war between the same two characters play out over and over and over again. Exactly. And Especially I feel like when that's kids what, ha- what keeps when, happening. When their kids are involved. Exactly. And so I would, that's why, like, I think it would be better if we didn't have Danny because they'd have to come up with real conflict for Johnny to have, which there's plenty because his life is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's plenty of conflict for him. Um, like, it, to me, like, how much better would it have been if he had taken in his son and now he's trying to be a mentor to this other kid and foster yeah. a relationship with his son that wants nothing to do with them? I know. To I, me, that would I, have it's been very strange. It's, than, it's, it's almost uncomfortable you know. at times to watch. Yeah. You know? And like everything's fine between the two of them. And then all of a sudden, Danny's cousin, go, which his cousin just came out of nowhere. Like he didn't have a cousin out here before in Karate Kid, but now his cousin's there. And, you know, he's he's got to give him a job because of, of his mom, which again, like his mom from the Karate Kid, I don't think she was the kind that would have forced him to hire his cousin like she just she just didn't like yeah she was big on family but mm-hmm. i don't think that she would have like she she seemed more like a common sense kind of person of like well if he doesn't work fire him kind as opposed to oh he's your family you can't fire him like that that kind of came out of nowhere and in, in mm-hmm. the series to me um cuz yeah. the whole point of karate kid was he had nobody he didn't have his cousin he was out here by himself right and i do love the fact that all of Southern California, all of Los Angeles is either Encino or Reseda. Yeah, I know. It's a little, <laughs> well, they like did that in Karate it. Kid, too. Yeah. The Karate Kid was, it was either, you were, I love how they depicted, uh, by the way, uh, you know, I, I grew up in uh, Woodland Hills, which is, you know, on the, according to the movie, on the other side of the tracks of Reseda. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's funny because there there was no real rivalry between Reseda and south of Reseda. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know. Um, well, there's also, like, the way they depict a lot of L.A. things is not very realistic. Um, no. They also, like, I did martial arts. And they, there are so many martial arts schools. But mm-hmm. if you watch this movie, you would think there are literally just two. There's Cobra Kai that just opened, and then yeah. Daniel decides well, that, to do Miyagi Do. There's no other competitor at all for any other kind of martial arts. There's no Aikido. Yeah. There's no MMA. None of but that. You have, to, you have to give him some poetic license on that. I mean, you have to kind of, you know, we're watching, a, we're watching a movie about Mr. Miyagi's dojo and, and the difference of Cobra Kai. 
Right. We're not, 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 uh, you know, not Bruce Lee's or somebody else's, yeah. you know what I mean? So I kind of give them but a see, break uh, on that. But then I mean, again, you have to know it's a movie, right? Right. Well, but here's the thing though. Like we were talking about conflict. It would have been better conflict if let's say one of the seasons was he's going up against a different style, like MMA or like mm-hmm. jujitsu. Cause there are tons of different schools and tons yeah. of different dojos. And instead of it always being him versus Danny, we could have had more interesting take. Like maybe he went up against a couple where at a school. Maybe he, you know, like to me, yeah, it, that would have been more more diverse, and it would have been it would have led for more interesting conflicts because it's not always going to be Danny and Miyagi. It could maybe. be somebody completely different. Maybe it's somebody who is very much like him, but you know, maybe like maybe there's another rich guy who's like you know stealing his students. You or, need to pitch in some ideas. <laughs> get on but, get in that writer's room jackie <laughs> but like but that's what i'm saying like that's why to me like it so it's not necessarily about like you know about creative license i think it would have been more creative to come up with that to have to because in real life you don't just have one competitor you have tons well, and i think true, it would have been more creative to do this, that it's true but it goes back to the fact that for th- well, I hate to admit it, but for 30 years, people on the internet and various, you know, talk, talking about it have always, you know, fantasized about what if Johnny won, what if this happened or blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was everywhere. You know, um, they, when they finally got the green light to do this, I think they felt it. And this is my opinion, but I think the the writers needed to kind of, stay in the karate kid universe as much as possible at the beginning and it may be very well possible that as this thing grows and continues to move on mm-hmm. that they can explore things that aren't necessarily related to the karate kid world and and those conflicts can come out and maybe the series can grow in that way but i think the first getting people on board they needed to stick with the karate kid world maybe you're right um i just you know i mainly think of that because i did kempo and in doing Kempo, your main competition isn't other Kempo studios necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's Taekwondo. No, I'm talking about like industry-wise, like with an industry. Oh, oh I it's see. Mainly Taekwondo or mm-hmm. it's MMA. And so as a as a person who experienced that in the real world, I'm like, yeah, show that. Because when you see the difference in styles between karate and MMA and karate and like Taekwondo, like to me, that's interesting. It's also different. What do you want a documentary? No, no, no. I'm just talking about like (laughs) as a major conflict, like, like I said, like as a conflict point, instead of it always being Danny, like I would like one season for it to be like a Taekwondo style, you know? Yeah. But Jackie, this isn't about karate. True. It's not. It's if you ask me what this was about, it was about inner struggles and bullying. I would say it's about mentorship or, well, that's the same thing. I mean, it's part of that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's inner struggles, learning how to deal with your own demons and, and, and blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, the point is, is that the, the karate is just a vehicle to express those concepts. Yeah. If they get too nerdy about the karate, it's going to be about karate. You might as well watch a documentary. Well, no, I'm not saying get nerdy on it. What I'm saying is like, um, like, like I said, like it, when I did uh, Kembo, we, oh, my instructors hated Taekwondo so much. They, they said it's not a martial art, it's a sport. Oh, and wow. so there's like an actual like conflict within the martial arts communities, right? 
And so to see to see a conflict, to see like the major point of conflict instead of mm-hmm. it always being the Miyagi Do, like it yeah. always being the two of them, like maybe it's a completely yeah, it, different school. I, I, with I a get it, but you, you're you're a little biased if you don't mind yes. saying because you know <laughs> you, you 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 understand you understand the martial arts yeah. probably more than the average person that's watching that certainly more than I do you know <laughs> um and and the thing is is that when I watch or when I think about the the Cobra Kai world you know I'm not really thinking about karate as as a um you know as a study I'm thinking about it I'm thinking about the characters and how they're 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 conflicted with other things in their life, you know, and karate again is, is just the vehicle in which they're, yeah. I mean, if you go back to Rocky, I mean, karate kid was loosely based on Rocky, same people worked on it. And Mm -hmm. what's interesting about, uh, this is originally karate kid was, was a Rocky story for kids through the lens of karate. And, um, in the same way, fast and furious was essentially point break, but with cars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it basically it, it was just a, a typical, and I I don't mean typical in a negative way. I just mean it was it was your typical underdog beats you know light wins over dark story, you know. Um, Star Wars, since we never talk about that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, same thing. Star Wars, the, the original, you know, the one that came out, mm-hmm. uh, Episode Three. Um, in 76 was it 77 i don't remember 77 but, i think yeah um but same thing it was you know light over dark that fight you know and, and it's a very it's a very human typical subject mm-hmm. and and uh so i i'm just saying that if we get too nerdy and, and and you know i love that you know you you have so much uh you know you you bring you bringing more to your analysis because of your personal um background in karate than than i think the average viewer is i hope because otherwise then they're doing everybody a disservice because everybody's looking at and going that's not what happens in karate (laughs) yeah it's it's not like glaring or anything with the karate but uh but yeah i think you have i think you have to sort of you know put your poetic license glasses on a lot for most shows i mean i can poke holes almost in everything because you know life just ain't that but entertainment is different you kind of just have to got to be a little more i think you have to just kind of let let the flaws fly and enjoy (laughs) the show otherwise you're gonna get really bogged down (laughs) because there's so many flaws here so did you like cobra kai when you watched it um there's parts to it that I absolutely really think is cool. And there's, there's things that are starting to, to get on my nerves. We've touched on some of that. I mean, yeah. the, the worst part, it, the, the worst part for me is as we discussed the LaRusso, that whole LaRusso th- situation mm-hmm. um, would like to see more depth in that character. But uh, I, I think it, I think I like the first season the best so far, the second season, I'm not sure where they're taking this should be interesting yeah. to see what happens with, with, with uh netflix now yeah in, I saw in the season off the three and four I, they're talking about bringing uh elizabeth shoe back in which is going to be uh, some some another conflict for johnny yeah i was gonna say that would be weird because well they are in the first season they established that she's married but right. she had better chemistry with danny than danny has with his wife that's 
Exactly. Because I, I, every time I tuned in, I was thinking, you know, is she going to leave him? Because <laughs> they're not happy and I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I just hated to see their relationship on screen. It just But at the me. same time, though, he needs her because, again, she's the adult in the room. Yeah, she's totally. the one that keeps yeah. him grounded when he goes out when his head gets in the clouds. But you still have to ask why. You still have to say why is she putting up with it? She because her character seems more well-rounded and yes. a little bit more of a person. And you're yes. like someone like that wouldn't be sticking around with someone like him. No, she loves him. In, in in my opinion, I would be like, what the hell are we doing here? But <laughs> anyway. But then I, again, so he does always come around though. It's not like he's like completely stubborn and never like settles. He he fairly easily acquiesces and comes around to her side. Like even when yeah. um, when she told it, when she told them like come inside and have breakfast, he absolutely did not want Johnny in his house. But there he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That I, I find some of those scenes pretty pretty hard to 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 swallow. <laughs> no pun intended on the food. But, <laughs> you know, but you know, whatever. I mean, do, do I like it? I think overall, I like it. Okay. Uh, I I don't know if I were. When did you see Karate Kid for the first time? Like, right about what age were you? Uh, what year did it come out? Well, it came out in 84. Okay, probably then, because I was six. So, oh, you saw it? You really saw it as a young... As, as a, a kid. A six-year-old? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I I grew up watching movies. We would go to the movies all the time. Um, oh, that's cool. So, yeah, when it came out... Was that the reason why I, you I remember chose- saw Rocky in the theater. Um, oh not the God. first one, but I think. What were you two? No, that's what I'm saying. Not the first one. I think the second. Oh, one. okay. Because <laughs> um, I think the first one came out in what 1979. No, I was I was one. Um, I remember the very first movie I ever remember seeing in a theater was was I think it was Rocky two. I'm not mm. sure. It was one of the Rockies. Okay. I think okay. it was two. Um, so if it came out in like whichever Rocky came out around like 83. That was the Eye of the Tiger. Okay, that's yeah, that's the one. I that's the first time I remember going to the movies. First movie I ever remember seeing in a theater. So wow. I was like five. That's that's crazy. Were you uh, influenced by uh, Karate Kid? Is that why you got into martial arts? No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> well, I, well, the reason why I asked because you saw it at such a young age, it's very impressionable. So. Yeah, you know what actually influenced me to get into martial arts? Um, when I was a teenager. They used to have um, late at night on certain channels. It was like channel 13 or 30 or whatever it was. Um, they used to play old Hong Kong movies. Oh, wow. And, and, but they weren't that old. They were like, so they were, it was back Wait, in Jackie, the day. Like it Jackie was, Chan movies or something? Or? No, 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 no. Like Jet Li. It, so they weren't old at the time. Like they're old now. But they used to play, back then they would play like Hong Kong cinema, like, um, like Jet Li and uh russell wong so it was i was like maybe i was maybe it was like early 20s Mm. but um i remember russell wong was in this show it was called i think it was like rising sun and um (laughs) jet lee was in just a ton of movies and it was that that made me want to do martial arts oh wow um interesting yeah so it was it was like it was like 90s Chinese theater, like 90s Chinese cinema that made me go, that looks really cool. With Cobra Kai, 
going back to that for a second, but it, it's relatable because, um, you know, the biggest problems that we tend to have are really the war in our own heads, our own psychological bullshit. Mm-hmm. And if someone knows how to trigger those issues, those, those are people that are red flags, yes. you know, and they do touch on that in Cobra Kai a little bit. If you noticed um, during the first season when they were training, um, when Daniel was trying to train some of the, some of his new students and trying to get them to trust themselves by walking on the branch, you know, walking on the, if you remember that one. Yeah. With uh, close their eyes and walk, you know, yeah. I know that I, it, it's definitely not, you know, what you exactly what you were going through. But my point is, is that they do touch on that a little bit. They do try to, you know, the whole point. What, what's interesting is that the Miyagi dojo, they, they give all that psychological stuff to that and none to the uh, Cobra Kai, which isn't really true because the Cobra Kai is also got a psychological element to it and, you know, how you react to that and, and things like that. Well, to so, me, the main difference is, is your instructor pulling better out of you or is he just so that's like the bottom line? The, yeah. the perfect example to me, they actually do touch on that with Cobra Kai because you remember with Johnny in the beginning when um, he would push their triggers, like with uh, the kid with the lip problem, right. he kept messing with them, kept messing with them. But then the kid left and when he comes back, he's confident. And then, yeah, and I now know. he well, earns a different nickname. True. And the but, reason why is because he kept pushing him and he was pushing him to be better. Cause like we saw on the flashback with that kid, his mom was just coddling him like, Oh, you're fine. You're fine. And he right. finally had someone to push him and be like, no, you better learn to take it. You mentioned uh, like when Johnny Lawrence was pushing Hawk or lip or whatever he was before Hawk, mm-hmm. um, you know, about his lip and kind of making him feel self self you know, conscious about it. Do you think, and it, 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 for that particular character, it had an impact of making him more self secure and a little more, you know, it, it had a good impact. Mm-hmm. Well, at least at the beginning. Uh, do you think that the teacher in this case, Johnny had any indication that he knew that he was doing that because his style doesn't change from person to person, you know, it, um, it just, I think it just that's what student. he always thinks he's doing. So I think that like, like that perfect example, right. But I, I think that's what he always believes that he's doing deep down because that's what, that's his, that's what he, how he was trained. He was trained of root out your weakness, like find your weakness and, and, you know, eliminate it. So remember when he had a, the dojo full and then he would start insulting him and like the next time it was fewer people and he's like, good. I, I yeah. think that that's what he thinks he's doing with all of them. And in a way, it is what he's doing, because look at the students who did stay. The right. girl who was getting bullied, the boy. who they, It was all kids who were getting bullied. Yeah. And when they actually stuck with him and were like, I think this guy can help me, he did. Right, right. But it gets a little confusing, or at least the message gets a little confusing when they help someone like Hawk, for example. Mm-hmm. And then he uses that to be abusive himself. Yes, because just like when he was a kid, he too, was, it, his story is essentially parallel to Hawks. Because mm. as you saw, like, you know, his step, his uh, stepfather was abusive to him. Yeah. And then yeah, he became right. popular and then he became the bully. Um, so, yeah, you're that that's going to happen 
in some cases. And it, it could be because maybe it's because he went too far or maybe there's something else going on in Hawk's life, just like with him. Because, yeah. like, I didn't become a bully. I, um, right. under the same circumstances, I was kind of like the girl where, like, I never wanted to hit anybody, never wanted to punch anybody unless somebody came for me. Um, but then when they pulled me out of my shell, I became more confident. That didn't mean I walked around bullying people. I still, I was still the same person. Yeah. So I guess it just depends on the, on the, on the student itself. Yes. Know, themselves. Yeah. 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 But I do like the fact that in the show, they make it seem like, you know, the show does, does highlight the fact that that method does work for some people. It's not, you know, yeah, yeah, he's a bit harsh, but in some instances, people need to be pulled out of their comfort zone. What's interesting. Yeah, totally. And what's interesting about what you're saying, the, the the Cobra Kai show gets a lot of kudos from -hmm. people for not falling prey to the typical PC stuff. And, exactly. You know, they're, they're, they're sticking with keeping it real, which is unusual in this day and age for, especially for Hollywood. So I'd like to, I hope that continues uh, with Netflix because they're a much bigger audience. So who knows? But I think um, they will, because like I've seen what Netflix did with Lucifer and if anything, it got more gritty and more realistic yeah. Um, so I don't think I they're going to like important. turn PC on them because Netflix is pretty good at just throwing them a bunch of money and being like, just make sure we make it back. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. yeah you're quite right. Yeah. Well, let's hope so, because um, I think they're on to something. I, I, I mean, you asked me before if I liked it and mm-hmm. I, I'm a little conflicted about it in the sense that I didn't I didn't like every episode and I don't like every character. Mm-hmm. But I, I think generally I would put it in in the in the I like column. I think it's a show that has good potential. Yeah. That's how I feel. It's not quite there yet, but it's got potential. It, it can definitely, it can grow. It can be something better. Yeah. I think it'd be a lot better if they got me back on the show too. <laughs> Speaking of, we never really got into karate kid very much, but um, I know. Yeah. So there goes my whole like plot of surprise. There but- <laughs> you go. See, it's a good thing. I preempted that. It is because we never came back around. But that's uh, the reason why people are still listening because they're like, "What the hell was he going to say?" No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were in the original movie Karate Kid. Yeah, I was there. I, yep. I had the huge role of um, the Oscar-nominated. No, I'm kidding. I was uh, <laughs> Billy. That was my character. I was one of Freddie's gang. Freddie was the the dude that um, his friend in Reseda that lived in the apartment. Yeah. And and Daniel Daniel's character or Ralph's character met uh, it, uh, met Freddie and Freddie was friends with us and we had this little group and we were all on in the beach scenes and we were I worked on the movie for the whole time but um you wouldn't know that by watching the movie but I was a main <laughs> featured actor I'm in the credits so were you in the scene where he meets uh, he meets Elizabeth Shue for the first time. When they're yeah, playing soccer on the, on the beach. Yeah. In fact, that was a lot. There was a lot more to that scene that didn't end up in the movie. We, there was there were some things that we were doing, you know, the, the guys. And mm-hmm. there was some there was I can't remember it all, but there was some dialogue about you should go over and talk to her, man. And, uh, you know, we were all in on that and we kind of pushed him to do that. 
Um, and then we were playing soccer prior to that. And there was some of that, that there was some dialogue going on during that too. And uh, that was all cut. None of that ended up in the movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I, my first line is you really pick fine friends to hang around with Freddie when he gets beat up at the first time on the, on the beach. Oh, okay. You know, um, but it was weird. It was, it was, it was weird because nobody thought that this was like going to be a movie. We all knew we were making a movie, but no one expected it to be, uh, you know, a franchise. What it, yeah. Just what it turned out to be. Right. You know, maybe after school special or something. <laughs> <laughs> But it, but it was, uh, it, it, it really, really had a life of its own. It just was amazing what, what, what came out of that. And nobody on the, no, nobody from the original cast was particularly a heavyweight. You know, I mean, nobody really knew Ralph Macho that much. He was in Eight Is Enough. He had a small part in Eight Is Enough, and he was on uh, a couple series, and I think he did The Outsiders. But he was kind of unknown. And nobody knew. I went to I went to, to a rival high school with with Billy Zapka, William. Um, we knew each other hmm. just just because we were in similar circles. He went to El Camino. I went to Taft, and they're only a few miles apart. And uh, so he kind of grew up in my neighborhood. I saw. I used to see him in interviews, at casting calls bef- before Karate Kid. Oh, okay. You know, and then uh, Frankie Avalon Jr. Frankie Frankie Avalon's kid was was in the movie uh was he freddie no freddie was israel warby that's his okay. name and uh um uh, ralph apparently knew israel uh in new york they had they had actually done work together oh. and it was just a coincidence that he got cast in a movie that ralph did many years later there's a lot of weird coincidences in that movie yeah there are a lot of weird coincidences outside of that movie like with you and, and the band Survivor, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the band. Well, I'm actually I'm I'm in the band Survivor now. Uh, um, not at the time, and not certainly not, you know, during the the Eye of the Tiger era, but um, yeah, they had a they uh, Survivor had the theme song to Karate Kid, Moment of Truth, and uh, thirty years later, I'm playing keyboards for them. So that was all planned. <laughs> yeah. I yes, said, I said, when I was 15, I said to my, my parents, okay, here's the plan. I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to get into Karate Kid. 30 years later, I'm going to, I'm going to do Survivor. And they were like, okay. like, that sounds like a solid plan. Go for let's, it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> it was, no, it, it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. The, the full circle that came around, um, you know, for me, uh, I had not really anticipated acting much it wasn't really something i was pursuing when i got the karate kid and uh, i was a musician and i that's what i have been my whole life and um you know it's just sort of an opportunity that kind of fell on my fell i mean it wasn't the first movie i did i was uh, i was in another movie called uh, hot moves which was filmed which was in which had been already filmed by the time i i i got cast in the karate kid uh but you know that whole that whole era that whole time period in the early 80s doing acting jobs was really sort of like weird it was surreal to me cuz it was it wasn't something i had prepped for i, I you know I, I trained as a musician but i i didn't know what what i was doing as an actor per se and it's funny too because 
on the set of Hot Moves and on the set of Karate Kid, I don't think there were a lot of real experienced actors on any of the, on either of those movies. So I was kind of in the right place, you know. I mean, Ralph was probably the most experienced one outside of Pat Morita, of course. Um, But everybody else was, everybody was sort of a newcomer. Even Elizabeth Shue. I mean, she hadn't done anything up to that point. I mainly remember her from Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or Cocktail. Yeah. 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 Her, I think at the time... Everyone knew who her brother was because he was on Melrose Place. Was it Melrose Place? No, no. no. I was he was say on Melrose something Place else. Was on yet? You're right. You're right. Um, that was in the '90s. That was later on in the '80s. Yeah. Um, now he was he was well known for something. Everyone knew her her brother. What's her brother's knew. name? I don't remember. Andrew Andrew Shue, I think. Andrew Shue sounds familiar. Well, you know what? His first credit that I can see is from Karate Kid. Yeah, but that's it, interesting. He was also in Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. I guess they just, it was like a, a, a pair. You get one sibling, you get the other. I don't know how that happened. I don't <laughs> know. You know what's interesting about Karate Kid, among so many things, is that a lot of people on that set were connected in ways that nobody knows. Like um, Tom Fridley is um he was one of the one of my friends supposedly in the movie you know the the, we call him the freddy gang of guys so there was frankie avalon jr and israel and myself a guy named ken daly and then tom fridley and tom fridley was um john travolta's nephew and uh yeah there was all kinds of weird things and you know of course the director was john avelson who directed rocky one legendary guy Pat Morita was Arnold from Horshack. I mean, Arnold from Horshack. <laughs> Did I just say that? <laughs> Arnold from Happy Days. Arnold Horshack. Oh my God. Remember Horshack? I do not. I remember Happy Days, though. Well, Horshack was, uh, was um, uh, Welcome Back, Cotter. Oh, His name okay. was Arnold. <laughs> I got them confused. Moment, a momentary lapse of craziness. Um, anyway, that was a different era. That was the 70s. Man, yeah, I was going to say, like, Welcome Back, Cotter. That was yeah ago. well i said i said arnold and it, for some reason horshack came into my head that was his nickname on on that tv show i was probably six yeah that five. would have been before my time i've seen yeah. welcome back Cotter. like i saw welcome back Cotter on reruns when i was a kid but they were I'm pretty sure by the time i came along yeah. they were reruns it was already off well, well that was where john travolta came from yep but there were a lot of interesting, getting back to Karate Kid, there were a lot of great connections like that. And, and you know, you don't know it at the time. You know, you're not thinking about it. Uh, it's just, you're just doing your thing. You're, you're showing up, you're going to work, and it's just another day. But in retrospect, when I look back on those days, there's a lot of really cool connections and people that were involved with each other. And I, you know, especially with, with respect to the survivor connection, um, you know, I had... I had uh, kind of bumped into a lot of people that they had worked with and that I knew through the years and didn't really meet them until 30 years later. And I'm in their music video by virtue of being in the trailer of Karate Kid for the moment of truth. So there's just, I don't know. I find those things to be kind of interesting. Definitely interesting. But uh, so that's my connection. Awesome. Well, Thank you for coming on and talking Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. 
Yeah. This was definitely fun. It was. It went fast. I it mean, did. Holy crap. Uh, where can people find you? Um, I have a website. It's the best place. Uh, JeffreyBrianMusic.com. J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-B-R-Y-A-N Music.com. And all my social links are on there and videos and stuff. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. And feel free to come back. I yeah, this was a lot of fun, Jackie. I, I'm I'm thank you for uh for having me. It's fun to talk about those uh certainly it's fun to talk about Karate Kid because you know it, it has a special place in my life. So I always I always enjoy that. Awesome. If you like this episode, do us a favor. If you're listening through Apple, give us five-star rating or any other app, drop us a like, and don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear new episodes when they come out. Thanks. In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>